0: Hi, welcome to the Tax Chick Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Duset, a self-proclaimed foodie, spin class, and Pilates enthusiast, and a tax lawyer. I fell into the practice of tax law despite having a lifelong hatred of spreadsheets, math, and numbers in general. Tax is complex, but it does not always have to be so complicated and shrouded in mystery. Join me and my guests as we unpack some serious tax topics, an attempt to demystify the world of tax. Welcome, everyone. I'm really excited about my guest today. My guest is my good friend, Holly Decker. Welcome, Holly. Thank you. I'm super excited. So Holly's a a really important person um, to me. She's a very close friend of mine. And she is the founder and owner and operator of Holly Decker Makeup Artistry in the city. And she is a professional makeup artist. She has worked extensively in film and TV. She does editorial work and she does bridal makeup. She's also the founder of Girl Talk, and we'll talk a bit more about that um, later in the podcast. And she is the person I go to when I'm looking for a new skincare product, a new makeup product, a new hair product. If Holly is promoting it, it is a good product. She's awesome like that. And I think the thing I love the most about Holly is she is a connector of people. And I think one of her biggest strengths is she's just genuinely supportive of other entrepreneurs and she just seems to know how to connect people together so I think that's her hugest skill set. She's also the mom of three amazing boys and she proudly hails from Montana. She can rock a cowboy hat like nobody else I've ever seen. She is just beautiful inside and out and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome Holly. Holly.
1: Thank you so much. I don't even know what to say back to that. That was such an amazing intro.
0: Well, I feel like if I just say Holly Decker is a professional makeup artist, it just it's not enough. Like you are a professional makeup artist, but you're so much more than that. Oh, I really
1: appreciate that. I love everything that you said.
0: Well, I'm really glad you decided to come on today and and I thought um, you know, I would do my usual thing that I do with all my guests. That we sometimes talk a bit about how we met each other. And then I usually have the same two questions that I ask everybody. So maybe we can share first kind of how you and I ended up meeting. Yeah, I would love that. It's been a couple of years now, I guess. Yes, it has. It's been a while. And the reason why I found out about you is because of Shana, the owner of Rideway XC in the city. I had been following Shane on Instagram because I love Spank Glass and I love her studio. And she'd posted about going to this makeup class with this lady named Holly Decker. And at the time, I was kind of just recovering from a divorce and I was kind of starting over this new chapter of my life. And I had this giant makeup case full of stuff from Sephora or Sephora. How are we supposed to say that? Sephora. <laughs> yeah. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I had spent hundreds of dollars on new makeup and none of it was working and i thought i need help and so <laughs> i started following you
1: and then i signed up for one of your classes i know it was amazing and can we just give a shout out to Shana being oh, one of the i know most amazing well connected wonderful human beings um, such a good friend of mine as well so such i'm glad that yeah part. i'm glad that she is the one that connected us
0: well and it's almost not surprising that she is because she's also an amazing connector of people and what she has built in our city with Ride YXE is just something something else. She's just a, a wonderful community supporter. And, and so she didn't steer me wrong. I went to your class and I downgraded from a giant makeup case to a little travel
1: case. Perfect. And was, don't you
0: love it? It was great. It was great. And I now can take it anywhere
1: with me. And I don't feel so burdened by my makeup anymore. I know. I think a lot of people struggle with that because it's like you have so much makeup the majority of it doesn't work for you. You don't know what to throw out. You don't know what to keep. You don't know what looks good. So it's just so nice to be able to just have a compact makeup kit and know exactly what to do and what works.
0: Well, I think that was the first night I learned how to use the beauty blender because I had one, but I wasn't wetting it. And I remember (laughs) when you showed us to stick it in the water and I went, whoa, like (laughs) life-changing
1: moment. (laughs) I love it because it's like so many people come to the studio and see me and – The Beauty Blender has been one of those things where the majority of people are like, oh, I didn't know you were supposed to get it wet. Everyone was saying it's such a great thing, but I didn't know this part. So it's a game changer once you know that. I feel like they need to change their like their packaging or something with instructions. <laughs> it's so funny cuz there is instructions in there. Is there really? Yeah, and they're also it says wet squeeze bounce on it like oh. that's their whole kind of thing. Totally. But missed I think it. people just get excited, right? Cuz it's like you just want to open it up and get using it. Exactly. And so you kind of miss that getting it wet part. Yeah, totally missed it. So that changed my life and I it was such
0: a good it was such a good evening and I think it was it was more than just a makeup evening, and I think anyone that that goes to see you for a makeup application or for one of your one of your classes, um, there's something about you that's very magnetic, and I just felt very
1: connected to you that Aww, night. Ah, that makes me so happy. I love getting this feedback because I mean, I think that's part of what I love most about my job is the connection with other people. And makeup is just kind of like, it's just a tool um, in how we can see ourselves. And so when you look in the mirror, um, I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up. Um, We don't like this about ourselves. We don't like that. And being able to have somebody there who can kind of show you a few things and, oh, wow, I love your nose or I love your lips or you have amazing eyes. uh, You then see yourself in a different light. And I think it's such a huge, important thing especially for women I mean we can't say that we all don't love to look nice we do and so having somebody there that can kind of show you a few things and just you know give you a little boost uh is really wonderful I I agree I just think it's such a huge a huge thing in our
0: lives because there's so much information out there and it can be very overwhelming and to have someone that can kind of lead you through that makes such a big difference
1: And I think also, too, the expectations of women and the pressure that's on women currently and, you know, just in the past. I mean, we have so much pressure to look good, be smart, be sexy, you know, be a good wife, be a good mom, all of these things. And then you've got this pressure of, you know, looking good. And so we see it in the media, especially on Instagram. And now with all of these filters that people put on and then people don't even actually look real anymore. And you're able to change things and put, you know, like even makeup filters on your face. Um, I think it's really taken it to a level that is unhealthy in the sense that we don't have a gauge on that. And when you see a photo in a magazine or you see any kind of photo, you think that that's what you need to achieve. And it's just not reality. That's absolutely true. And I think
0: that to be able to have the chance to go and see someone and and be a part of other women sitting there and experiencing that too, that's helpful because then you can share those experiences together. So those those sessions, I'm I'm hoping you can start them up again once the pandemic is over. Because I I don't know if you quite realized how important that I think they were for the people that came to those sessions.
1: Oh, thank you. I you know it's always so nice to get that type of feedback and that people feel good from them. Because we all have things that we just we have questions about, and you know you're watching YouTube videos, and you know you just don't know what to do, and so you end up spending way too much money on stuff that doesn't work. Mm-hmm and and then you don't know how to apply it. And it's just like anything. I mean, with you and with other, you know, friends of mine who are accountants and you're a lawyer and, you know, those are all things that I'm not good at. You know, I don't like doing my taxes. And um, it's a big stress factor for me. And I think there's so many women that a stress factor for them is doing their makeup. And so I feel blessed that I have, you know, the ability to be able to... Um, help women in that sense so it's like how can we help each other
0: that's a really great way to look at it and I I have to do a little shout out to your lash line with Erin Nicole because if anyone's living in Saskatchewan I think they're available online as they are yeah so Erin Nicole is out of Prince Albert am I saying that right and she has developed the most amazing line Of reusable lashes that I got introduced to. And Holly now has her own set of lashes. They're the Holly Decker lashes, which I purchased for myself, of course. (laughs) I had to have a little of Holly Decker on my face. And what's great about these lashes, like I wear glasses and these
1: lashes fit behind my glasses with no issues. Perfect. That's what I wanted. I wanted to create a lash and, you know, Erin and I've been friends for a long time. And I think that that's been something that has been really important to me. Um, Before COVID, it was just like, and even more so now after COVID, is supporting local. And how can I collaborate with other people in the community to keep, um, you know, things here and making sure that we're taking care of each other. And so Erin has been a wonderful friend to me. I've always tried to support her and she's done the same with me. So I just, instead of me kind of launching my own lash line, which was something that I had thought about, once she did that, I said, hey, how would you feel about just, creating a holly decker lash and that's how it started. And
0: I I love them. And and you can wear them a gazillion times. Yeah. I wear mine all the time and I when I got to the last photo shoot you had done my makeup just last week And I arrived and one of the girls that was there, the first thing she said is, oh my gosh, your lashes are fabulous. And I was like, oh, they're Holly Decker lashes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: I love the Holly Decker. We'll have
0: to put the info (laughs) in the show notes about how you can get your own set of lashes if you're interested in hearing this. Um, So I I always ask my guests the same two questions and I did warn you about these questions. Um, So the first question is, what is the last podcast you listened to?
1: I love Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard.
0: Holly's in love with Dax Shepard.
1: You know, I really am. And I and I don't, you know, it's so interesting because I never would have thought that would ever come out of my mouth. Just, you know, because he's <laughs> not like somebody that I would be like physically attracted to. Um, I started listening to it because actually my friend Erin Crooks said, you got to listen to this because she knows how much I love Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell together. Oh, they're so fabulous. As a couple, those two are just like they're real they're so real and I love it and so she's like you have to listen to it and you have to listen to the episode with Dax and Kristen that was so funny (laughs) it was amazing yeah (laughs) and so I just got hooked from there and I think that I'm hooked on him as a human because you know he's raised by a single mom Um, he comes from humble background and beginnings he has an appreciation for life Um, he's gone through a ton of you know issues with addiction and overcoming them So I feel like he's real and I feel like he's a guy's guy, but then he has this feminine energy to him where he is connected to women and there's an understanding there, but not just an understanding, but a willingness to understand. And I think that's where the difference lies in a lot of um, different men that I listen to in podcasts where I feel like he's just so open to wanting to understand. And he has a lot of females around him. And his appreciation for women is just like, yeah. I just find
0: his interviewing style is great because there's some podcasts you'll listen to and it's like five minutes into it, you want to turn it off and you think, well, why? Because the subject matter is interesting. But it's the way that someone's interviewing and the way that Dax interviews, he's actually interested in what's going on. And it's not scripted. Like He's just having a conversation and it just happens to be recorded. And I think the unfiltered rawness of his interviews is what I
1: like the most and they're funny sometimes oh and 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 that's the thing too like he he really has a willingness to like learn so there's not like this he doesn't go on there with you know I know everything it's like wow this is so interesting like please tell me more about this you know he kind of goes from that humble place of like I don't You know, I don't know everything about this. I've been reading about this. I have so much interest in this. I really want to get your, you know, expert opinion on this. And I like the range of people that he has on the show. Um, One of my favorite episodes is with Jason Bateman because I love Jason Bateman so much. Have you watched
0: Jason Bateman's (laughs) new, or watched it? Have you listened to Jason Bateman's new podcast? No, is there one? Okay, what the heck is it called? It's him, and then it's, what's his name from Will and Grace?
1: no way um,
0: and that why can't i think of anyone's names right now (laughs) because i'm on the they it just came up on spotify it is hilarious okay I'm gonna I going to to have send you the link yes. and then I will put in the show notes what it is I listened to the night and I had to stop listening I was in bed and I was trying to fall asleep because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I was laughing so hard and Craig <laughs> said to me this is not putting you to sleep I was like it's so funny it is so funny
1: oh it I have so to funny. listen to it because Jason Bateman yeah. is one of my he's hilarious faves. he's hilarious mm-hmm. I'll have to send you the info it's very funny they just started yeah please do because yeah. I I love him and then I love you know how Dax brings on like experts, like, mm-hmm. you know, a neurologist, um, you know, just really interesting people. And I find like listening to that in the background, it's like, wow, I did not know that. It's like, there's just so much information and I always like to soak it up. I agree. I think
0: that's one of the best podcasts I've listened to. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. That one's always on my feed as well. Yeah. What is the last or what is the emoji you use most often
1: when texting? I was thinking about this question and it's definitely a yellow heart.
0: I was going to say it. You didn't say yellow heart. I was (laughs) like, Holly, you're lying. It's a yellow heart. But then I always get really worried. I was talking to one of my other guests about this because she was talking about hearts. And I said, I'm always scared to use a different color heart because I don't know what it means. And I'm worried that I'm going to give the wrong. Right. Because isn't a purple heart like there's a song about that, isn't it? Doesn't it mean like please forgive me or
1: something? Oh, see, I don't know. And I've never really thought about what a yellow heart means. What does it mean to you? I don't know. It's just like a really, like, I would say it's it's a real, it's sunny, happy love, you know? I think that's what we should say the yellow heart means. I think so, too. It's a sunny, happy love because, yeah, I send it a lot.
0: Because it seems like a more appropriate love to send to, like, friends. Totally. I feel sometimes weird when I send the red heart because that just seems like, Intense, and then so sometimes <laughs> I'll do the two little pink hearts.
1: I like I, the two little pink, but then hearts I like too. the yellow hearts. I really love the yellow heart as long as you don't send a black heart. Yeah, because yeah. that's
0: got a whole different thing going on.
1: Totally, no. I love the yellow. I love the yellow heart. It just kind of is my go-to.
0: That mm-hmm. I, I agree with
1: you. That is very true.
0: <laughs> well, um we had wanted to bring you on the podcast because you and I, of course, have been talking about me doing a podcast for a long time. Yes, and. My podcast was totally different originally, and then I decided to change it into the Tax Chick podcast. And I love it. And then you and I have floated around doing the Tax Chick and the Makeup Artist. Yes, which wouldn't that be a great podcast?
1: I, we got to do it. We should do that. I sometime. love it. I feel like it's just such a good one. And like, who would have ever thought? Those two would be paired up.
0: And we're we're great together. We it's are. It's so fun. It, we're, we're just going to pat ourselves on <laughs> yeah. the back because we think we're fab. Yeah. No, one,
1: no one else here is saying that, just the two of us.
0: <laughs> and then you're going to probably be launching something uh, for Girl Talk coming up soon. So I wondered if you wanted to talk really quickly about Girl Talk.
1: I would love and to. what it is. Yeah. Um, for anyone that hasn't followed Girl Talk YXE or hasn't been any to any live events because uh, before COVID they were – Um, in the studio which I loved Mm. Um, and now I'm loving the live version of that as well on Instagram so it's just a way to connect women but also celebrate um, one particular person at a time so um, women who are entrepreneurs who have businesses who are doing things in our community Um, I, I just meet so many amazing people on a regular basis and You know, makeup is so intimate that you have these amazing intimate conversations with people. And then you're like, wow, you're doing that? I had no idea that was happening in Saskatoon. So that's kind of where Girl Talk came because I thought more people need to know about this person. How can we get that out there? So then Girl Talk was created.
0: Well, and I think Girl Talk is like a podcast with video. Yeah. That's how I feel. But then if you're watching it live, you can also interact. And that's sometimes even more fun because you can watch what people are saying on the IG live as it's happening, but it's really just about, I think it's about bringing people together for open conversation. Exactly. And creating that safe space uh, for women to get together and have a chat. Although sometimes some of our spouses like listen in, I remember when Rachel was on her husband was yes. listening in and Craig likes to listen and see what's going on and who's commenting on what. and. I always learn something from
1: those sessions. Me too. I mean, all of them have been so amazing. And yeah, it's not we're not excluding boys. I have three boys. So the girl talk just came because, you know, I'm older. (laughs) And I remember those days of like the phone. I mean, like the real phone, like Mm -hmm. shutting the door, pulling the cord, like, you know, trying to keep your brother out of your room so you could talk on the phone. And just those conversations that I had. Growing up um, with my girlfriends and with my guy friends and just, you know, you need those. You need those in your life. And that's kind of why Girl Talk, it's just an extension of being able to connect. And we need that, especially right now. And Girl Talk became even bigger because, you know, with COVID, it was a way to connect. It also kept me uh, really connected and feeling like myself, like mental health wise. It was like, okay, this is giving me a purpose. And, um, you know, I had so many wonderful people message me and say, you know, this really saved me during COVID listening to girl talks. I really needed this. I looked forward to them. And that meant the world to me because it was, that was what it was intended for. Um, there's no I'm not making money off of Girl Talks or anything like that. It's just you know my way of giving back to the community and giving back to people that I care about and celebrating all the amazing things people are doing in our community.
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed every girl talk that I've watched, and uh, there are, most of them are available because they're you were able to download them now as IG videos. So if you go onto the Girl Talk YXE Instagram, So, you can go back and see all of them. I mean, you had Giselle Plamondon on with with Cosmic Laundry um, talking about astrology. I really enjoyed Dr. McFadden's from Dermapure. Um, oh, I know. Isn't she that wonderful? Was great. She came in and showed up in her full PPE. <laughs> and this was before everything really opened up. Yeah. And it was I was so glad she did it because I think we all hadn't had the shock yet of yeah. what was going to happen we went somewhere. And she came on the screen and there she was, face shield and all. Yes. And then once we all got over the shock, then she took it all off. But it yeah. was so good to sort of see that. And she showed us around the studio and explained to us what was going to happen and I just feel like it gives access to people that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have access to.
1: I agree. And I think her doing that was so empowering too, because it was like, I was shocked. I didn't know she was going to do that. So for me, my reaction was quite crazy as well, because I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And I agree, we none of us knew what that was going to look like. So to actually like see it and then kind of hear the process and you know see what was happening, I think she just really did us all a huge favor by doing that.
0: She did. I feel like I got all my shock out mm-hmm. watching Dr. McFadden that day. And then the next time I saw somebody in a face shield, I was cool and calm <laughs> and <Yeah>,
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of the things about you that I, I find is really, I guess, motivating or is one of the things I think is really great about you is you are always doing something new. You are always adding to your repertoire. You're always staying fresh. And so, I wanted to have you on today because you are a small business owner. Yes. You are a solo entrepreneur and you are navigating all of this and you've you've built a business from nothing. And I think so far I've talked to advisors who help entrepreneurs build businesses, but I haven't talked to an actual entrepreneur. Oh. And so I think it's helpful to talk to someone that's coming at this from a bit of a different perspective because you're dealing with the finance issues, you're dealing with the tax issues, but you're also trying to run a business. And so what that looks like and, and maybe some of the things that you've run into over the years. So I I always try to stick to three topics. Otherwise, you and I could talk oh, for hours. we
1: could be here all night. We could do
0: part one, part two, <laughs> yeah. part three. Craig's going to come home from work. He's yeah. going to interrupt us. It'll be, um, so we thought we could talk about, I think, three things. I, I wanted to talk to you about the road to entrepreneurship. So I want to talk to you about how did you know you wanted to run your own business and kind of that process and then i want to talk about finances and taxes so some of the headaches involved mm-hmm. in running the business and how did you overcome these like do you have any tips do you have any tricks what what have you done and then the final thing is is that word pivot which i know everyone kind of hates now because everyone's talking about pivoting <laughs> yeah. during COVID. but that idea about how do you how do you stay fresh and relevant but also, how do you make sure you stay true to who you are mm-hmm. and why you started your business to begin with? So I was kind of hoping we could touch on those three things, if that works.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: So should we talk first about this road to entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, I think that's great. Um, you know, it's been a really interesting road for me, and I think when I look back on it, I didn't really know what being an entrepreneur actually was. So it's like I never really knew, and or even like, I guess... Resonated with the fact that I am an entrepreneur until you know a few years ago. So, for me, I mean, I come from a family where um, my mom, you know, she didn't go to university, my dad didn't go to university. Our family has been like a really entrepreneurial family, so I was around, you know, the mo- majority of people that I was around were entrepreneurs, okay, but okay. I didn't really realize that. So, it was like I think as a kid, just watching. You know, my family had businesses, they ran businesses. um, And so I think that that kind of like, you know, got in my head a little bit. Um, I always believed that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And I dabbled with all kinds of things. I mean, I wanted to be a singer-songwriter when I was younger. Um, I had big dreams of doing something like that. Or to be a photojournalist was also something that I really wanted to do. Um, I think being a mom really shifted my thinking on how I can be lucrative, but also do what I love. And so, you know, makeup artistry for me, I mean, I was in a time when there was no YouTube videos. right? So I didn't even really know makeup artistry could be an actual career. So, you know, I'm I'm blessed in a lot of ways because I wasn't exposed to all of that. It was really kind of a cool way to go through the process because I've always been an artist, whether that's been music or drawing or you know graphic design it's just always been something that i've loved i mean you know, i love photography i love being in the fashion world and i always loved doing my own makeup and i really thought everyone was good at it i really did we're, we're not yeah. <laughs> no and then you know i went to school and realized no actually like people are you know they're not good at that so, um, you know, I did take a lot of heat, especially, um, you know, I was living in BC, stay at home mom with three boys, moved back to Saskatoon, um, you know, went through a divorce and kind of had to reinvent myself. I mean, I'd always been someone's wife or someone's mom and who was Holly outside of that. So it was really looking at what I wanted to do and I think there was a little bit of the coolness factor because I had moved from Vancouver. I was a makeup artist in Vancouver and you I was You were exotic. <laughs> yeah. And I was coming to Saskatoon and I think Having grown up in Saskatoon, my stepdad was a musician. I was really exposed to the artistic community in Saskatchewan growing up. And so, you know, I knew that there was a very cool vibe to Saskatchewan. I knew that people here are so supportive of people in their community. I also knew that, you know, you do one thing wrong, everyone's going to know about it (laughs) times about four and you do something right and people are going to talk. And so I felt like if I could come here and build a business and I did it right, that Saskatchewan would support me. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I didn't have a book. (laughs) I kind of like put the cart before the horse. So I would say that I just leaped into it, to be honest with you. I just jumped in both feet and went for it. And it really paid off. I mean, there were a lot of bumps in the roads road and there was a ton of learning lessons for me. But I learned so much in that process.
0: And so I'm going to move to the second topic because I think that's the one I want to spend some time in because you talk about, I just leaped into it. And this is why I love having you as a friend because you're very creative and you're very positive, And I'm just very like what are the rules? Can I have a book to read? <laughs> yeah. I mean, before before I leaped, leaped into ownership at the firm, I mean, I, I had already been practicing in the area for years and still I was like, where do I need to file this and what do I need to do for this? And and sometimes I stop myself from moving forward because I'm so busy trying to figure out what the rules are. And I feel like you just color outside the lines and I really yes. like that about you. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to as a child. I was always told to color in the lines. and And so when we think about leaping into small business, what what happened in terms of how you dealt with your bank accounts and like how you filed your tax return the first year like was it just a complete shock when you got to yeah. the end of the year
1: it, okay. you know what it it honestly was and i learned a lot during that process like oh you know cuz i had done well in right. what i know how to do and so that's why i love you so much because i don't like getting the book or filling out the forms right. or like doing all of that stuff. It's like, I love marketing. I love meeting people. I know how to do what I love, but all that other background stuff, I'm like, Oh boy. Like, no. So it was actually interesting because I did makeup for Dale McKay at Aiden when I first moved okay. back on a project and we started talking and I don't even think he knows this to this day, but there was just something that he said to me that really clicked and it just stuck with me forever was he just said, I do what I love and I hire everybody else to do what I'm not good at okay and it resonated with me because I thought that makes so much sense because as a small business owner and someone who is a makeup artist and then trying to do everything I'm gonna crash and burn and I have been in those moments where I've crashed and burned um so I've surrounded myself with really good people um Lori McLeod is my accountant and (laughs)
0: We both know her, yeah. Great.
1: She has been like a godsend to me. Like I literally took her all of my stuff and was like, okay.
0: Well, and you're a U.S. citizen.
1: Like yes, I am. You're really complicated. I am. I'm so complicated. So luckily, Lori knew what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and you know, it's interesting. And, and for anyone that's listening, I think when you're in that position of not really understanding that, I think there's an embarrassment factor. Because I can remember like kind of being... I don't want Lori to see this. It was kind of like really vulnerable and really scary because I thought she's going to judge me that I'm so bad at this. Like here's all my stuff and I know nothing and I don't know what I did here. And she didn't. Like she was so amazing and she helped me through everything and she explained everything to me. So I think you need to find someone who's going to be that person for you.
0: You need to find your team. Totally. 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 And I think, you know, Lori's a huge team for you. And I think, you know, I've been talking about adding a bookkeeper to the mix. Because I think you, like me, we're just not bookkeeping kind of people. (laughs) We do it reluctantly. And we're cranky about it.
1: Oh, gosh. Like, my whole bed will be spread out with, like, receipts and books. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. This is, like, hell.
0: You just think (laughs) of all the other amazing things you could be doing other than that. Yeah. So, about finding good people. And then did you make any sort of changes to how do I say this, to kind of the way that you were making money. So did you end up realizing after those first couple of years, oh, I need to do a different bank account or, you know, for me, I need to keep track of things in a different way.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely. Lori really helped me with all of that. You know, I need to get myself organized. And so it was like figuring out like, I need a business account and, you know, I need to separate things and I need to get more organized with stuff, that was that was a huge factor for me in just trying to move forward and be more of a grown-up in that sense, right, to make sure that I had everything, you know, in alignment with my business. Well, and I think, too,
0: I, I, there will be an episode that I'm also recording, which will likely come out before this one, where I'm talking with an accountant about different business structures because I think sometimes when entrepreneurs come to me, they think, oh, I have to incorporate And that's what they think right away. And and you're not incorporated, but you're also a U.S. citizen. So we've got those added excitement. But, you know, incorporation is not always the answer. But then I get people say, okay, well, if I don't incorporate, then how do I do this? Because it's all me. Yeah. And it all goes on my tax return. And yes, it does in a different line item on your tax return. But you still, that concept of having that separate account, that's your business account. Because otherwise, how do you know if you're even making a profit? if you're running everything through your personal account and you're running your groceries and everything else through there, how do you know if the expenses from your business are offsetting
1: what you're making from your business? Exactly. And there were years I was like, I don't know if things seem to be going good. <laughs> <laughs> there's money in my account. Okay. money in my account. I'm paying my bills. Um, and you know, I will say, I think being a creative entrepreneur, uh, there's a, even a little bit more to that because I think I am in the creative industry. So stylists, photographers. I think that's something that we all can relate to and struggle with a bit. We do our job. We're good at what we do and we can build a successful business, but all that other stuff is really confusing for us. And so it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of that, you know, elephant in the room that you don't want to deal with. Well, and it can be sometimes a bit of feast or famine. Mm-hmm. If
0: you've got, you know, if you're relying heavily on wedding season or Those sorts of things where your income might be very up and down. And then you really have to make sure that you're
1: saving for those kind of dry times. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, definitely creative entrepreneurs and I have chatted. And so, you know, and I've even said to you, I mean, it's a really, it's a really needed aspect for the creative industry because we, that's not our strong suit. Well, and I think sometimes I do like a
0: small business tune up with some of my clients because I think you're so busy just trying to run your business. You don't have time to see what's happening in your business. Exactly, And we're all guilty of that. Yeah. And I think sometimes you just need to sit down with somebody for an hour and say, here's all the things I have going on. Here's what I'm worried about. And then we can decide, well, what do we need to deal with? And, and, and that's sometimes even bigger than taxes or finance. It's, I have a new lease I'm negotiating. Or I'm thinking of hiring someone so then we have to talk about are they going to be an employee or a contractor do you want a legal document are you going to be doing source deductions for them what does that mean do you have to tell your accountant those kind of things that sometimes there's no time to deal with that because you're like I just need another person yeah just bring them on now and so I think it's it's helpful sometimes to have those those little one-on-one chats with whoever your advisor
1: is to get some tips. Well, you've been amazing for that for me. You've been my person, that's for sure.
0: Well, it's been fun because then I get to find out all the stuff you're up to because you're always <laughs> up to all this cool stuff, and then I feel like
1: I know it before everybody else. You always have the inside yeah. scoop on what I'm doing, which is awesome.
0: Solicitor-client privilege. I, I'm sworn to secrecy, but I, I think it's really noble of you to kind of say, it's scary and mm-hmm. that people don't want to talk about it because it's very true. You'll, I'll even be in meetings sometimes and I'll watch people's reactions and I know that they don't know what's going on and they will not say it. And so I have to look at them and say, let's talk about this. Do you understand what I've said? Like, what is your question coming out of this to try to pull it out of them? Because there's no point paying a bunch of people to be your advisors and you walk out of the room and you still don't know what's going on.
1: Exactly. I mean, let's just you know get it on the table that's just kind of how I am it's like let's get it on the table let's figure it out and then move forward but I can honestly say hanging out with you um, when I am in creative moments now it's really interesting because I'm like okay so what's the plan like I'm very oh no, <laughs> I, <corrupted you>. like, <laughs> I feel like oh my gosh like when did I turn into like you know Type A personality. it's like I've become like a little bit more of a structured person in some ways, which I think is healthy. but I do think that there is like a lot of me that's you know, I, I like the freedom of of being me too.
0: Well, and I think that the creativity is so huge because so many people have trouble coming up with ideas. I frankly think it's way easier to learn how to do the the boring sort of legal tax finance stuff than it is to come up with good ideas. That, I just think you either have it in you or you don't. And so that's a
1: gift. And so if you can find other people that can help you with the other stuff, great. I agree. And I mean, for me, I don't know. I've just been blessed with this. I don't know. I mean, I dream about stuff. I wake up with things. I come up with ideas. Um, it's just, you know, maybe it's just the way that my life has always gone, Um, I'm just, I've always had to pivot in my life. Um, so COVID was a big hit for me in the sense that I didn't know if I would be doing makeup artistry again. Like it was, it was really scary in the beginning because I thought, am I ever going to be able to be close to someone's face? Like, am I ever going to be able to do this again? Is this ever going to be a thing? And I think, you know, realizing that, oh my God, this is what I love to do. Like maybe that was an amazing
0: thing that came out of it. Amazing. Now Huge. you realized I can't live without that. Yeah. And luckily you are doing it again. Mm-hmm. You luckily did mine last week. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. goodness. <laughs> As opposed to me, you know, trying to do that by myself. But I think, you know, sometimes COVID I think brought out a lot of things and a lot of people to realize either a what I'm doing right now is not my passion
1: exactly or b
0: oh my goodness this is my passion and my life and I I can't not do this anymore
1: that was it it was like I had this like really kind of artistic freak out where I was like is this going to be taken away from me and I think if I would have hated it I would have been okay with it right like I would have been like yeah, you know what? I didn't really want to do that anymore. I'm ready to let it go. Where it was exact opposite for me. It was like crazy anxiety. And, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like thinking about, you know, PPE and like how Mm -hmm. I was going to do this with all the, you know, different protocols. And now being back in it, I just feel alive again. And so I know that this was something that I was meant to do and I love it.
0: That's so good to hear. I think that's such a positive thing. And and maybe that's maybe that's a good question for you. Like when you look back sort of over your your entrepreneurial career, what has been – we'll start negative first. What has been the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. I think there's been – I think it's actually been the hardest but the best. I think a lot of times there were so many people that told me that I could not do this. So it was a very like, Holly's just playing makeup. This isn't a real career. So lots of negativity in that way, like how are you going to be a makeup artist in Saskatoon? Like it's not a thing. How are you going to build a career? How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to do all these things doing it? It's just not a thing. And so that being the negative was actually the fuel that fed my fire into making it happen. So it actually ended up being a positive. So then what would you
0: say is the best thing about being an entrepreneur or the thing that you love the most?
1: I would say the connection with people and the community. I mean, I I get to be in people's stories. You right. know, I, I have intimate, amazing conversations with people, whether that's, you know, them going through a really hard time and telling me something that they're going through and, and sharing very personal stories with me, whether I'm getting a bride ready for her day and you know, I'm the last person that she's sort of connecting with before she's getting ready to walk down the aisle. I mean, these are amazing moments that I get to be a part of. So I get to be the small part of someone's, you know, amazing day. But then I also get to be a part of like seeing someone look at themselves differently than they may have before. I mean, I know for me, there's been a lot of negative things said about me physically in the past. And I know that there's a lot of people that have that, that look in the mirror and they hear that negative voice in their head, like, I hate my nose. or, And so I feel like people, when they come to me, they apologize for everything. It's like, I'm really mm. sorry about this. I have dark circles under my eyes. Sorry about that. Um, I don't really like my nose. Sorry. Like, they're constantly apologizing to me for the way that they look. And when they come in, that's not what I'm seeing at all. I'm like, wow, this person has amazing bone structure. Or wow, like her brows are like on point. Those are the things that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that's so great. Because that shows that that's part of your talent because you just see things differently. I do. It's does.
1: like, I, you know, I I see beauty in all faces. Like I love faces. So it's like seeing somebody I can just tell right away, And then, you know, you get doing the makeup with someone and it's like, wow, like who does this person look like? Or, you know, (laughs) there, there's just been like some really crazy moments where I'm like trying to, you know, and you're figuring out angles and different things like that. There's been girls that were, I'm like, this girl's going to be a star. Like I'll do her makeup. She's a model and she's just starting out. And I'm like, I can tell you right now, this girl's going to be a star just from doing her makeup. Well, and you do have that intuition Mm -hmm. sense in you, we've discovered yeah. You and, I, you and I have been
0: playing around with the intuitive wisdom cards yes. from Grateful and totally freaked ourselves out. Yep. <laughs> Craig pulled one the other day and freaked himself out again
1: too. <laughs> Those cards never lie. They well, never when you lie. turn the same cards over four times in a row and you shuffled the deck and the person next to you has watched you shuffle it and you still pull the same cards, that's a little bit intense. Yeah,
0: I think you got to listen to your inside.
1: Yeah, you really do.
0: So, I mean, in terms of keeping a business viable for as long as you have, because, like, how long have you been sort of running Holly Decker Makeup Artistry?
1: Since 2012.
0: Okay. So yeah. that's a significant period of time. How, what are your, is sort of your advice for how to keep something fresh? Because it is you. It's not that you've grown and expanded and have 10 makeup artists and, and kind of, like, let the brand go. It's still you. Mm-hmm. What's sort of been your your success in that way and and how to keep yourself
1: relevant? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that people need to recognize what they're good at what their strengths are And you know a lot of times I thought I do need to expand. I do need to hire people I need to have all of this stuff going on and you know There's been some amazing people that have come through my door. There's been amazing people that I work with Um, And some people are really good at that. They're really good at being a boss I am not. I'm horrible. Like, I'll just say it right now. I just, I love everybody. I want people to be happy. (laughs) I'm not a good boss, and I don't want to be someone's boss. I don't want to tell them what to do. I don't want to boss them around. It's just not my, it's not my nature. So what I realized, I think, and that's where anyone that's starting this out, I think they need to realize, like, am I going to be a sole proprietor? Is this just going to be me? Or am I going to take the position on where I'm actually going to be someone's boss, and I'm going to create an environment where... I'm leading, but I'm also, like, going to be bossing people around. And if that's a strength, then you need to, like, hone in on that. But if it's not, it's probably not your lane that you want to go in.
0: That's a really
1: good advice. And not to be afraid to try. Totally. You try. Try it and, and see if it if it works for you. Um, I, I support everyone's success, but I realize, you know, I want to teach. Um, I want to still do... My thing. I like being on location. I like helping people. I like mentoring. But yeah, not a good boss.
0: Well, and it just adds that whole extra layer of complexity. Totally. Where there's now you're legally responsible for mm-hmm. someone and now you have extra reporting requirements. And so if all of those things make you feel sick to
1: your stomach, probably not a good plan to go there. Exactly. And I think some people, they, they really do well at that. That's something that they really enjoy. It's not something I enjoy. And so I I really have realized over the years, I mean, yes, there's always parts and aspects to your job that you might not enjoy. But I think if you find the joy and you really love something, um, keep pushing forward with that because it will work out. But I think if you are pushing and pushing and pushing and it's not working, you got to try something else because that's what I've realized. I mean, there's been... Like within Holly Decker makeup artistry, there's been some failures. There's been some things that I've tried and it's like, okay, that's not going to work. And I think many times when one thing doesn't work, people can get deflated and Mm -hmm. defeated and they quit. It's like, okay, that didn't work. I quit. And they get, they they almost take that personally. Like Mm -hmm. this is what I was doing and it didn't work. Me on the other hand, I'm like, it didn't work. I'm going to try something different and I just move on. And I think that that's been really... Uh, a high point of my career is, and it's helped me be successful is that I move on from the failures and I learn from them.
0: That is so true. I've noticed that about you that you're not afraid to take the leap. So then you take the leap, but and you monitor it. Yeah. So you're not someone that takes the leap and then just assumes it's working and doesn't pay attention. You monitor it. And if it's not working, you go, okay, that's not working. I'm going to switch it up. And you move on and you don't let that kind of ruin your whole life. And that's so important because you don't want to not try because you never know what your success is going to be. And everything you do, even if it's something that doesn't end up being financially successful or however you want to measure success, it's done something for you. It's probably connected you with someone or you've learned something from that experience,
1: which then leads you to do something even better. If you're always of the mindset that I'm learning and growing and I'm learning and growing from every experience and that failure is actually a good thing, in so many ways because you learn something from the failure it's when you get defeated from the failure that you're not going to succeed and so for me it's like it's just been such a huge learning lesson for me i mean i'm a perfectionistic person in so many ways um, i used to get defeated with things like oh that didn't work and then you know you just like lay in it and you can't get over it and and all of those things and now i don't know it's just been Um, a learning lesson for me. And I think with COVID, it's also been, you know, really a relief in the sense that I can change my mind whenever I want to. And I think sometimes we get, we box ourselves into certain ideas of like, well, this is what everyone knows me as. So I have to stay in this box. Or then what are people going to think of me? You have to take yourself, out of that it doesn't matter what other people are going to think of you you have to take yourself out of the box you got to color outside the lines uh-huh. and you got to do what feels right for you and you'll know that that's such
0: good advice because sometimes we create our own hurdles for ourselves. totally and if you are owning your own business i mean at the end of the day it all stops with you and that's sometimes what makes it so hard because every triumph is your triumph every failure is your failure there's no one else that you can rely upon, especially if you're doing this solo. And it's very important to recognize that that also means you have control. You have complete control over what's happening. Yes. And, and so there's a lot of power in that because nobody can tell you, you have to do X, Y, or Z. And if someone's telling you that they don't have that power
1: over you, you have that power. Exactly. So you can, you can do what you want with it. I mean, you can let that defeat you or you can let that fuel you that you that you are able to do those things and not let like little things affect you in a way that you're going to lose focus on what the end goal is for you and not be afraid to change I mean that's been something beautiful for me where it's like you know I I moved out of my studio and now I'm and now I'm home And, you know, if you would have told me that a year ago, I would have been like, there's absolutely no way that I would have done that. So, you know, pivoting in that sense, and I'm loving where I'm at right now with my business and being home and being able to manage my, you know, children being home and having my own business at home and clients are loving it. And it's just been a really beautiful thing.
0: Maybe sort of one kind of final question I'll ask you is, is is there any advice you can give to anyone who's kind of starting out as an entrepreneur about supports or places that they can go to kind of help them on that journey? Oh, that's a good question. I actually didn't prep you for that question. It just came to me.
1: No, um, no, that's okay. Um, you know, I think, you know, I went to women's entrepreneurs a few times and had some really good chats with them there. Um, again, I think it's really surrounding yourself and, and connecting with women in the community who are running businesses and, you know, finding someone that you can mentor with and ask questions. I think the well has a really good, um, you know, program there where there's women supporting women. I think you just need to find the women that are genuinely supporting other women. Um, and, you know, get feedback, ask questions like, you know, but Ask it to the right people. Because the problem is, is that when you're asking questions to the wrong people, you're going to get so much different advice. And so I think you need to really find a person that you value their opinion, you value what they're saying, you respect them, and you can gain advice from them. And it's, it's solid rather than asking like 10 friends what they think. I think that's the wrong route to go.
0: Well, and I think you've, you've touched upon some great points because, I mean, in Saskatoon, we have the Well Collab, which is fabulous. We're both Well Women. Yes. Um, and it is a wonderful, inclusive space for business owners to share experiences and to support each other. And I think that if you're, if you're male or female and you're starting up your own business, it's often difficult to find those pockets. Um, so to me, it's like reach out to people, connect to people, like you're saying, cold call people. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. People don't do that anymore. But if there's a business owner that you really resonate with, phone them up and see if you can have 10 minutes of their time because
1: guaranteed they know where you should go
0: for support in your area or in your city or wherever you're
1: listening to this. I think also there are many times in life where you feel like, oh, I can't call that person Mm -hmm. or I can't do that. Or, oh, that feels really awkward, especially when you're starting out. You think that, you know, no one's going to want to talk to you or that's just, but if you don't throw yourself into it and you don't reach out, you're not going to have a successful business because you need the support of your community. You need to learn, you need to grow. And with that comes putting yourself out there and you're, you're going to fail. Like that's just the bottom line. You're going to get people saying things to you that you might not like, and you just got to keep focus and you got to jump forward and find somebody new. If that first person didn't work, you know, keep, keep trying, I guess, is the, is the ultimate goal.
0: Yeah. That's such good advice. Cause then from those people, you can find out who are the advisors to go to, mm-hmm. where are the watering holes for clients and, you know, where, where are good groups to get involved in and where are groups that are more competitive and, and, that's that's how you find this kind of stuff out is by talking to people.
1: And there's so much good information there's now so than much. when I first started out. I mean, now you can listen to podcasts and, you know, it doesn't even have to be someone local. Like you could start listening to some podcasts that talk about entrepreneurship and business and, you know, just like, you know, find sources that you know are going to help you in your particular business.
0: That's great advice. This was great. I'm I loved so it. I'm so glad I had you on. I'm so glad I came. I feel like I'll have to have you on again. We'll have to come up with another topic and have you on again. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Holly, for You're being welcome. on the episode today. Uh, well, that's all we have time for today. But I hope Holly and I gave you some food for thought, or at least made you smile. We had some laughs, which was good. Uh, please see the show notes for any resource material that we reference throughout the episode and to find out more about my amazing guest today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And if you are interested in reading or learning more, I do invite you to subscribe to my weekly blog, The Tax Chick Blog. And if you have an idea for a future episode or a burning question you would like to see discussed, please send me an email at thetaxchickpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, then please leave a review on iTunes and click subscribe to be notified when new episodes are posted. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.